Hit the lights. You've discovered the Half Watt Podcast. We want to educate and entertain by tapping into the most trusted source of new technology, the ones installing and innovating it. You, the tradespeople that build from the ground up. Join us as we talk with industry leaders, veteran contractors, and even some young blood. Welcome aboard the Half Watt Podcast. And this is... Uh basically our round table we're going to have. Uh, Ryan is our guest. Ryan, please introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Ryan Mock. I've been a journeyman technician for about uh, three years. Um, been in the industry about, I don't know, seven, seven, eight years. Um, started out, my father-in-law got me in the industry. Um, worked in IT at ASG at the time. Um, and where where you met this handsome, yeah, handsome gentleman, exactly. which I is don't. Gage, my co-host. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went in IT. Basically, uh, they said they needed help building panels in the back room. Mm-hmm. So went in the back room and started building panels. And I was like, hey, this is a lot better in IT. So <laughs> <laughs> I was basically just you know uh, installing programs on computers and just doing basic uh, Active Directory stuff. Um, but yeah, so went to building panels and I was like, I love this. My days were going by way faster. Of course, all the journeymen were like, hey, you could have a van. You know, by the time you're 25, I'm like, oh, shoot, I wouldn't need a car to I drive to work. Yeah, yeah. How do I get a van? I just want a van. You can have honestly. that cool ASG symbol on the side. Yep, exactly. That's pretty cool, by the way. You said yeah. a gas card? Yeah, exactly. Tell they me more about gas. that. Where's the closest Starbucks? That's what I was always from. Starbucks to Starbucks for me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So you work for a small shoe manufacturer right here. Yeah, very small. Yeah. No, it's tiny. <laughs> Yep, yep. So, so I So tell me what you do for Nike. So for Nike, um I'm basically a service technician. So oh. I just um I'm basically the customer for uh uh for Gage because he works for ADT. So, you know, like we'll dispatch him to go fix a PTZ on top of a roof that, you know, is <laughs> Pretty... Okay, hold on now. <laughs> yeah, I know what a PTZ is, but the clients okay. are the are the customers or the or the folks who are listening to us. They may not know what a PTZ. Okay, is. so it's a pan tilt zoom camera, so you can pan. So you say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was petting zoom, but whatever. Dude. All right. Thanks yeah. for clarifying. Wow. <laughs> so it's not a petting zoom. <laughs> No, not petting zoo for sure. So Pantel, so you send him out to do security functions, and he and he. So yep, you're basically yep. his boss. Yeah, basically <laughs> the yeah. customer, which is yeah even higher than the boss, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. It it sucks because we used to work together. Yeah, and, you know we could bicker a little bit, but now he's always right. No, so because he's the customer. So, so so that 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 relationship now, mm-hmm. where yeah yeah. yeah. But, I just talked about that in, when we interviewed your uncle. I was like, "Hey, what happens when you become the boss?" And how does right, that work? Yeah. And, and how, now we're now we're looking at that situation. <laughs> yeah, time. I think we made it past the awkward phase. Uh, <laughs> I, I know my place now. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Are yeah. you sure? Yeah, yeah. No, trust me. <laughs> I I know it. I know it now. Now, from being in Gage's shoes and now being on the customer side, I think it's a great like transition because. I remember when, like, you know, customers were always looking over my shoulder and had that pressure, and I'm like, you know what? We shouldn't even be looking over. We should trust someone, you know. If if you have to look over their shoulder, so, you've so got you, a problem. So you yeah. know how to how to basically be a cluster, be a customer and not 
Yeah. And not be a part of <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah. And help nice. him out, too, because, yeah. you know, I know um, where stuff is located, you know, generally what he's going to have to deal with. So uh, I can also uh, communicate with IT a lot better, which is a huge thing um, in CCTV and everything we do now. So... I think that's a huge part of it is, you know, being able to... So, so how long have you worked for Nike? Three years? Oh, uh, no, just one year. One, a little over one year now. And, yeah. and the transition to that was totally worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was worth it um, just because I can uh, learn so much more, you know, and I can... Uh, I was learning a lot at ADT as well, but um, I'm able to, you know, dive into different business-related things, uh, you know... Um, just be able to basically branch branch out a lot more. So, what uh, when you when you shifted over and became basically the other you know, the other side of the coin, mm. right? Uh, how di- how much different was it for you? Extremely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did the same thing. I went yep. from basically being you know a manager to to being a technician in a company, and it's like I like it. Oh I yeah, like, I like having ownership of of the. This is my system. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep, you you kind of have like pride over the system and mm-hmm. keeping it maintained and whatnot. I mean, as a service tech, I also had you know pride in like after I would, did something, it was like a you know looked really good mm-hmm. and obviously it worked is the main thing. <laughs> uh, but you know it's it's awesome just having that whole system. We have like you know four thousand cameras, oh, fifteen hundred access control doors. Wow. Uh, so it's it's a lot to four thousand cameras. Yeah, yeah. Four thousand cameras. It's around the U.S. So oh, not just at the, a lot of yeah, in a lot of oh them are in Beaverton for sure. Thirty-eight hundred of the no, yeah, yeah. yeah. three thousand nine hundred ninety-nine are in Beaverton. Yeah, it's around that much though. Um, obviously, when we take away buildings and you know, that's incredible. Build, wow. It's more or less, but yep. Are you streaming all the video back to the Beaverton office too? Or the, yeah, no office. Um, no Beaverton office. But they all, or? Yeah, they all go to compound. different NVRs, you know. So mm-hmm. their NVRs are scattered about different buildings or um, at different sites out of state. Uh, so we can, you know, all tie that into the server. Hmm. And yeah, learning about that has been a huge thing the past year. So really? it's yeah, it's been awesome being a you know from the technician working on the cameras to kind of get into more like the back end stuff. So so tell me are you doing facial recognition and I don't, if, don't yeah. talk about security stuff. I don't want you to <laughs> no, 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 no. protocols but no. you're doing facial recognition and and all the the so, zone cameras yeah. and stuff like that. So not facial recognition yet. I okay. mean there's definitely that's that's another really interesting part of it is mm-hmm. you know like um a lot of things if the uh, employees who are working there don't like in a corporate environment if the employees who are working there don't want facial recognition, you know, we're not going to get it because, okay. you know, we're not so, going to get the so money Nike, for it. Nike respects the wishes yes. of, the, of the client. Yeah, so. definitely. Or, or of, the, of the employees. Yeah. And okay. I mean, with, with everything going around, uh, going on around uh, facial recognition right now in different countries, you know, they're... Um, oh, yeah. I never thought Yeah, I using it politically that. and uh, for... So facial recognition is definitely to kind of taking a step back, I think. Really? Yeah. So what, sure. what what kind of cameras are you installing? Are they the same kind or, or various or? Um, they, they're uh, basically the top of the line. You yeah, know, no. they vary quite a bit, but they're basically we choose one manufacturer. We mm-hmm. kind of try to stick with them, mm-hmm. um, but we're not really implementing any AI stuff or any crazy like facial recognition sure. yet. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Yep. And you, installing or just repairing? So I yeah I spent. Uh, four years and install with I think probably like a random like sporadic six months of 
of service into that. I kind of went service pretty fast. Mm-hmm. They kind of pushed me, pushed me there. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, uh, probably, probably about a year in service now. Cause I'm, I'm at like five and a half years in the industry. Are you fixing the stuff that you installed or are you fixing other people's stuff that they installed? That's a really funny question. Uh-huh. Uh, because when you have to go back and fix the crap that you installed and you installed it wrong, you got no one to kick but yourself. <laughs> luckily, luckily, the uh, the ones that uh, that I, I have actually seen so far, I'm just like, I'm like, okay, 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 that's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I've definitely thought about it, just like. Oh man, in my young days, but I I just had such good mentors and and leadership, uh, and obviously Ryan and the, the you know them they they know the guys I was working with. Uh, I mean, it really was we put a lot of uh, a lot of talent mm-hmm. on our on our Nike side. So um, yeah, I, c- I can't imagine you would want to you'd want to screw that you'd up. You'd have to be <laughs> so bad to have not been a successful apprentice yeah. uh, with with the team that I was I was lucky enough to be given. Huh. So yeah. That's a good way to put it. Did you install there too before you became a technician um, for them? Not at Nike. Okay. Um, I installed at other sites that probably gauge services now, like legacy sites. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, I did some. I was also switching over to service pretty quickly. Okay. So, you know, we had quite a bit of uh, install experience in our apprentice days. But as soon as we drew, we both drained out, I think we were switching to service pretty quickly there. Yeah. Yeah. So, hmm. I mean, that being said, I think we were running jobs a little bit. As a yeah, person. we were. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh, I think they realized they were like, "Oh, these two actually, they're doing something." Yeah. So, uh, yeah, both of us, they they were kind of uh, letting us take the reins on on jobs with, uh, you know, like obviously journeyman, like you know, over our shoulder and just yeah. like really letting us like take the reins mm-hmm. and. Uh, but that, yeah. but that's what I expect a good journeyman to do. A good journeyman should. Hand an apprentice job. Oh, absolutely. Watch them over the shoulder. Make sure that, that, that you're doing it legally and all that bat squeeze. But right. but honestly, that's the only way you're gonna learn how to run a job is to run a job. Yep. Is to do it. I mean, and that's and then and then, you know, not critique, but kind of <clears throat> kind of watch the whole thing unfold and see how I, I, I look at it this way. Apprentice can teach me things that I don't know. Okay, and I I'm not, and I don't I've say that it, lightly, yeah. but it's absolutely the truth. Yeah, because I, I get I get in this I don't, pigeonholes the wrong word, but I'll, I'll I'll do things the same way. Like this is just the way I do it, and sometimes it's a good way to do it. Sometimes it's a it's a stupid way to do it. You know, and I and an apprentice might have an approach to it that's totally different. Even when I teach, I I open my classes each time with. Whatever, who's everybody you've been in? Both of you guys have been in my classes. You know, where'd you come from? Who are you? What'd you do, right? So that everybody is knows what everybody else did, and that there's there's no real secrets. Oh, I was in the army, I was in the navy. You know, I didn't do military. I, I, right. You know, I got a PhD or whatever. <laughs> and then, um, uh, and I, I was just teaching um, uh, DC the other night uh, to the basic trades class, and right uh, went back to uh, the you know, hey, when you're doing resistors in parallel, you know, the total stack of parallel resistors is gonna be less than the smallest resistor on the stack, and, and here's a good visual for that. And, I, and I, I pointed out that the visual aid that I'm gonna teach you came from a student who had a degree in physics. 
Wow. Because that's it for all the years I've taught this crap and known it, for the life of me, I can't see it, a picture of it, why it is what it is. I know that it is what it is. I know that, you know, the more resistors you put, the more, you know, yeah, the less it, resistance you have, but it doesn't seem, it's counterintuitive. Uh, and the kid got up and drew this graphic, which I drew for everybody and said, you know, this came from, who's now in a dreaman, but this came from a guy who taught me that as huh. an apprentice because apprentices know things you know, that I don't because they're humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And God, especially in our industry. I mean, uh, I, I can't wait for this podcast to actually like spread across to, you know, other mm -hmm. sides of the country. Mm -hmm. uh, hey, if you're like really awesome over there in like Kentucky, like Tennessee, uh, all you guys that are like making, you know, like in the mid 20s, come make $40 an hour over here because <laughs> we need people so bad. It, it it is it the the amount of money that yeah, that some of of us are making on this side of the country. Could, yeah, I mean, what what's the plus union? we have water here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lots of it. Ryan. Lots of it now. Uh, yeah, I think the union. What's the union standard right now? Forty four. I, I think it's forty four. Forty yeah, forty four dollars yeah. an which hour. Which is which is really good. I mean, it's really good. And yeah, plus, plus the privates fall and privates following it uh, yeah. really well. Yeah. So if you want to make, uh, you know, 44 plus have vacation hours, it's, it's, not a, it's, it's a, a one. And I know that the podcast is, is up in Northern Washington because the guy I worked with at, at performance who, uh, is, he's an ELO one and, oh, okay. and he's also a, an elect, he's also a, a, an electrician in Massachusetts. So uh, that's a whole long story, but he is probably one of the smartest, uh, AES radio guys I've ever seen. Yeah. He is. He, okay. and, and he's funny. Like he just, he just, I, he's one of those guys when he calls, I just enjoy talking to him. Like he just makes me laugh, you know? And I'm, and I'm sure I make him laugh too, maybe. But, uh, he's like, man, I got your podcast. I'm going to, going to be listening to it. I'm like, man, you know, this is, it's in Bothell. Yay. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's where he We've made it. Of. Yeah. So if we've made it <laughs> to Northern Washington. We're in folks. We, yeah. We're there. Hey. But no, he, so I, and it, it'll, it'll, it'll spread. I know. Yeah, one hundred percent. Ryan, like a bad vibe. No, <laughs> yeah, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, you got some people at, at the, at the tennis shoe company might help us out. I actually <laughs> haven't talked to him at all, but uh, Ryan is going to be our new uh, senior marketing director. Oh, uh, well it, Don't worry, it's unpaid. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly what I need right now. <laughs> yeah, I heard you've had no time, so I figured I'd you know add lots this to of it. time. You know, we've all had a, a lots of time. But. So so tell so tell us what 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 your day to day activities what 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 is it that you do here okay at, at, in attack so at, yeah exactly <laughs> I love that movie the <laughs> space is the best yep. it's the best take the damn things to the <laughs> people I know, okay, I'm sorry I'm off on a tangent um so yeah I, I basically get uh, to the office figure out what's broken have a bunch of we sit right next to the operations side of security so we always you know get exactly what their concern is immediately <laughs> um so you know essentially i have a customer too which is the operations side of uh, security so uh yeah basically i get in figure out what's broken and either dispatch gauge to go fix it <laughs> or you know we can reset something remotely um, or, you know, direct someone to press a reset button. I mean, usually it's, you know, a reset button or some sort of remote reset that but, fixes but most all, of the it's issues. A, it's access control and video. Yep, access control and video. 
So with with access control, is it all tied in the fire system too? So when the fire system goes off, I mean, it's a big isn't it a big EST system? Or, um, we or basically just have one you know input that comes in from the fire system. Oh, just one big gigantic relay. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Click. And to, and to contactor. Every, yep. Yeah, to every access panel. Yeah. Really? Oh well, yeah. It pretty much just goes to the power supplies, and you know the power supplies are able to switch doors unlocked. Um, obviously. Right. The, I'm thinking of the life safety yeah, cans. The, yeah. The newer ones where it's just like one that the comes into the stuff. panel and. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically just one input from the NAC uh, that comes in, and we're not allowed to terminate it, of course. But <laughs> yep. uh, Just let the fire guys do it. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah, we're always told we can't terminate to the uh, no, uh, the NAC, right? The uh, relay, the mm-hmm. fire relay. Uh, well, a NAC, NAC would be an output. Like a, like yeah, a, like, like a the, their output. Yep. Like so so, the, you let, so, there's the, so who, who does your fire for you? Um, for us, it's Siemens uh-huh. right now. Um, yeah. So there's all Siemens systems up there? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah, cause that's right, because the EST is now gone, and it's just Siemens, and they have their own equipment in there? Yeah, yeah. for sure. And then they integrate into our, you know, Global Security mm-hmm. Operations Center, uh, which can then call, um, you know, the uh, Tualatin Valley fire mm-hmm. uh, to go respond to something. Um yeah, nice. that's the other interesting part is you always hear, you know, different things going on, the security operations side, you know, yeah. you got this homeless guy walking through campus or something like that, <laughs> and they have to all respond, up, pull, we, pull we the camera. That, we have that, yeah. I, I, <laughs> so I don't do any of the security work at, at OHSU. It's all, yep. it's all handled by, by a separate group. Um, and the, the, when I was a manager there, I definitely had, you know, could look at the cameras and do some work then, but now as a fire monkey, they don't, you know, that's not my, that's not my expertise. But yeah, the the uh, uh, we have quite, you know quite a few cameras as well, and our police force up there is is accredited, so they they carry weapons, and you know it's a it's a it's a real deal. I mean, and and yeah, people come through there, and you're like, <laughs> I need help. Yeah, you know, this, this isn't this isn't going well. <laughs> Send help immediately. But uh, but it's uh, you know, and that always happens. And, yeah. In places. And I'm sure that people want to visit the campus. And I I, won't, I haven't been on that campus in years. So it's, you know, I, I, when I was there, when I worked for Simplex, we uh, tested the the computer room, the server room. Okay. And it was, there was one. You couldn't throw a football the length of it. I mean, that's how big this thing was. And when I got there, they had, had all these quad hard drives, these big blue IBM hard drives, and they were all wrapped up. And I said, what are you doing with all these? Are you getting these things? He goes, no, those are going out. These are coming in. And the guy points to two EMC squared machines and goes, those are two terabyte machines. I'm like, wow, terabyte. That thing's huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I've got one of those in my backpack. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, 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 I couldn't, I, 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 I think the whole time we were in there working, I watched what the folks that handled the servers did. And Honestly, what they did is they read numbers and went and got those data tapes and stacked them up in the tape reader. And that's what they did. Like there was a couple of people who were actually you know, sitting in a CRT and the rest of them took data tapes and put them in this reader. And, and when they were done, they put them back on a shelf. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a, what a, full-time they did. It's a full-time job. And then when you get to the end, technology, it's done its part. You go back to the beginning. You go back and do it again. You do it again. Yeah. And the and the and I asked him. I said, I said, what 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 is what is happening here? You know, what what is it? he goes. This is this is the memory. He goes. The new machine, which was an automated arm pulling thing, that will do that for us. 
So there will be less and less human interaction. I'm like, damn. I, like, what is it? Because it's everything from sales to, you know, it's everything. It's everything the company does at that one, at that one data center. Yep. And I thought, man, you know, because I didn't know anything about anything. I just right. was, was just like out of the Navy going, what was all this? <laughs> What's going on here? And if you'd like to add any uh, input at all on anything that we're talking about today, go ahead and email halfwattpod at right, We have an email. <laughs> you're, you're making that up. Do you have an, do we have an actual, did someone actually email us? Yeah, we do have one. Ah, you're lying. You want to just break into it now? Uh, well, I probably should have brought my phone in here. Well, <laughs> keep this conversation going. I, I want to. I want to hear if we got an email, and it's not spam, right? No one's trying to sell us something. Oh wait, no! I just set up my Buffalo Wild Wings with the wrong email. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It. Yeah. Oh, I was just hi. That's when I get those phone calls. It's like the the, the woman that goes, hi, we've been trying to reach you. I just chuck my phone across the room. I don't even listen to the rest of it. Yeah. I got to see this email. So tell me more about uh, about working for Nike. Good benefits and all that? Yep. Good benefits for sure. Yeah. Um, pay is comparable or better yeah, than what yep. you're making. Yeah. Yep. So I really, you know, pay is one thing, but uh, being able to experience different like, you know, back end systems mm -hmm. and uh, more management side stuff is I think way more beneficial. Um, so that's honestly the reason why I went there is because I was able to kind of dig into the back end systems, basically learn, you know, I mean, the knowledge is worth way more than anything else. Really? So, so did yep. you, do you feel, because now you just go to one place all the time. Do yep. you feel like, <laughs> like, do you miss being out in the field and doing service calls? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I miss the, um, you know, I think you were saying it in one of the last podcasts, this is like, um, you know, being able to experience different uh, environments, you know, see how people work. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that today. Like, you know, I saw some places on my service calls where I would not want to work there yeah, <laughs> ever. Yeah, you know, everyone yeah. there was just depressed. Just did not. You could just tell they didn't like their job. <laughs> yeah. They're all like, oh, God. Yeah. Yep. Another day in paradise. <laughs> Yep. Shoot me. Usually the ones that would yell at me, you know, from yeah. the back. So I, I liken it. To, I liken it to the aliens when they when they're when you're about to hatch out. And they're like, kill me, kill me. <laughs> I can't help yeah. you. I can't help you. You you're like on your own. Yep. You you you. Oh, you, gross. <laughs> I've been okay. to jobs like that, man. I've been to, I've been to companies where it's like you walk in and I like this is not. I was at a place one time and, and I'll let you read this thing. I was at a place oh, one time no, where I honestly thought that it was mafia run. Like I honestly, I was, I was afraid to tell the guy that he had sprinkler issues because I didn't want to get whacked <laughs> in the parking lot. And I was just like, this guy, this guy's going to kill me. And I, and I stood at his door and I was just like, uh, the, the, she got a couple painted heads and don't kill me. please." <laughs> it's, I, I really felt like that. I still feel like that. Like I don't even want to go back. Well, I think I don't have to. Anymore. Yeah, definitely but. don't name drop. No, I will not. No, I will not. But it, it was, it literally was like this, this guy, this isn't, it is a legit business. And I, and I could have just, it just could have awesome been Awesome pizzeria. No, no, I'm no, just no, kidding. no, no, it was a total different kind of company. But I just, I was just, I, I absolutely felt like this wasn't a good environment for me. I need to leave and never come back. I'll send my apprentice next time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you oh, no. You go. You go. You, Ouch. Let me know how that works out for you. 
Okay. Right, so here's our, our official email. Our first Just our first email. And wow. get, get, please get please to give the email address. What is our email address? Halfwattpod. Oh, oh, ours. I was yes, like, you want, to, you want to our, our, oh, give you them ours. like his Not email H-O-U address? Uh, yeah, no, ha- uh, halfwattpod. H-A-L-F-W-A-T-T-P-O-D. P-O-D. At gmail.com. at gmail.com. Half watt pod at gmail. So, so it, this is our first official email. Yes. Please to read now. Hi there, Mike and Half Watt Podcast. Oh my God, it's to me. You can call me Half Watt Todd. <laughs> I love it. I was really excited to hear that someone was starting a new podcast that talks about the stuff I deal with all day. Nice. After listening to the interviews with Dave Gilson, it was great to get to know him and you, Mike, again. After carting out some time ago, carting, mm-hmm. not carting, uh, I'm really excited to see the future of the show and love the troubleshooting lecture. You guys asked for funny horror stories, so I thought I would share this fun story. There it goes. Here comes Todd's horror story. Oh, man. I got to sit up in my seat and bring the fun a little I got, closer. I got goosebumps, by the way. Uh, I'm ready. I was working with two journeymen as an apprentice at one time on a troubleshooting job where we had to go into a basement of a downtown building. I'm assuming this is, well, they could be downtown anywhere, but probably Portland. Uh, This place is crazy creepy with a lot of openings that go under the streets of Portland as well as tons of places to hide. Well, on this day, the two journeymen I was with, we'll call them Greg and Carlos, Send me ahead to scope out the basement while they put the fire system on test and got their tools. I told them I could, uh, oh, I told them I would take care of the ghosts and ghouls for them. <laughs> Carlos, being the dry, humorous guy he is, didn't waste a second to remind me that there are no ghosts. Greg, he was not so quick to dismiss the idea of creepies down below. I went down there and walked around, looking at the creepy old furniture and empty spaces, and got a great idea. It's dark, really dark down there, and without a flashlight, it's impossible to see your hand in front of your face. So when I heard Greg and Carlos coming, I turned my flashlight off and simply stood in the middle of the basement, and as (laughs) I heard them walking down the stairs, I picked up a piece of wood. They came around the corner, and before the lights hit me, I threw the wood onto the other side of the room, clamoring and banging as it hit. Greg jumped in the air, higher than I ever thought possible. (laughs) A curse and a fit of anger. Carlos comforted Greg. Then they turned back around, and their lights landed on me. I was closer than they had ever uh, thought to expect, and the sudden sight of my ugly mug was just a bit too much for them. Well, Carlos was fine. True to his nature, he smirked and rolled his eyes at me. Greg, on the other hand, moved so quickly out of that basement, he left skid marks. (laughs) In more than one place, I'm sure. I'm sure. I still remember the sound of his tool belt dropping and his footsteps pounding, all while cursing at the haunted basement he was leaving behind. Anyways, thanks to you. uh, Thank you so much for reading this, and thanks for starting this show. Can't wait to learn more and hear all the fun stories Excellent. from the other texts. Well played, Todd. <laughs> Excellent. Good job. Yeah, I, he, uh, having a sense of humor on the job, I think, is critical. I yeah. really do. Yep. Yeah, we had one of our uh, journeymen that I think we both were apprentices under. You'd be in an attic with him or something. Oh, God, and, this yeah, guy. Yeah, he already knows right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, basically, he would just rip one, like, right when you're behind him or something. Nice, well yeah, 
Oh, yep. yeah. So, and he knows who he is. At, yeah, and uh, <laughs> after after being, I used my main journeyman as, as I was coming up, and uh, it'd always be, I'm sitting there wiring relays, wiring up an access control panel, and then I'd be like, what, where's, where is he? And then... <laughs> You knew if he was by the door mm-hmm. or by a hatch, it was already too late. It was already done. Um, yeah. yeah, it was it was done. Uh, and then if you saw him somewhere else, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, the, the worst story I ever had with him was, uh, so I'm on t- basically as high as you can legally be on a 12-foot ladder, mm-hmm. uh, A-frame. Up I'm in glad a, you clarified. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Up in a ceiling. So the um, so the building was actually still occupied. Mm-hmm. So they wanted us to like temporarily mount uh, like motion detectors, um, which you know we I mostly do access control, not really security. But sure. hey, pays the bills all the same. Uh, so I'm up there, and it's it's still partial. Uh, you know they're still working on the mm-hmm. drop tile. Uh, oh, so you know what? I think it was me actually take them, taking them out. Okay. Um, anyways, I smell Didn't just the hammer? worst thing. No, I didn't <laughs> use a hammer. Nope. If I had a hammer. Just smelled the worst thing in the world. And I'm like, oh, man, I have to get off this ladder. <laughs> I turn around, and my journeyman's face is about, <laughs> like, I can't believe I didn't hear him or see him, but his face is probably, like, at my knees. So I, like, look down to my left, and he's just like, gotcha and, <laughs> and I, I i had nowhere to go so i i started like you know like oh, kind of like friendly like kicking him in the chest he's like i ain't moving <laughs> nice guy oh man i had a guy i had a guy at simplex uh, uh who whose big thing was every time i climbed up the ladder he would shoot compressed air the frozen you know you take a yep, can of compressed air down. turn upside yep. down and shoot up your panel <laughs> <laughs> Every single time, I'd climb up there. I started putting my pants and my socks, oh, and he oh, was, wow. and he was, and he was, he would, he would laugh himself silly. I mean, just laugh himself silly when he, right. you know, you're, you have a ladder pretty damn high, and you know, you have to like, don't. It's bad enough that you've got other, you know, like wasps and stuff like that, right, right. You know? But then that didn't help. So. My my other, my other thing was I, I used to do uh, when I worked for United we'd do a lot of uh, apartment complexes you know where you got outside bells and stuff like that and my favorite thing was I the bell wouldn't ring and I'd go well could be could be mud daubers <laughs> you know and honestly because they can make a nest and stop the bell from ringing and so I'm gonna go up and take this thing off and I became quite the expert wow. at pulling the thing off they're they're not a super aggressive wasp thank God and dealing with what's gonna come out like that's why I teach students that. You know, when you pull something off that's been outside, you, there will be some sort of animal in it that you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> yep, it's true. <laughs> it's just, just the, the nature of the beast. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, Gage just uh, serviced a PTZ mm-hmm. on our campus, and it was full of ants. Really? Uh, <clears throat> just full. Like, the hell, a, oh, yeah. they're making a yeah. You never would have guessed. Uh, you know, without disclosing where it was, mm-hmm. basically it was kind of a wooded area. I mean, if you've learned anything uh, from this podcast, don't do anything anywhere near Nike because <laughs> they will see you and they will find you. I bet. And, like, yeah, a lot of cameras. For yeah, sure. you're yeah. you're not getting <laughs> yeah. away with anything. But, but you know, the th- the thing about something like that though is like if you if you're a woman and 
you're working for Nike mm-hmm. and you go jogging. Oh, it's the greatest you, it's, sense it's of security. It's the greatest place of security you could ever have. It, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. And that, and that is They're really the safest critical. joggers. It's, yeah. <laughs> in and the, and the, the path is cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So uh, what's crazy is you never saw an ant the whole time I'm getting ready and, and everything looking at the camera. You know, uh, I, I start unscrewing it. Still nothing. I get to the last screw. I just see like a string of ants start popping out. I'm like, well, that's, really? that's kind of weird. It's kind of wooded around here. So um, I pop the dome off mm-hmm. and all hell breaks loose. I Ugh. I thought for sure this camera was going to be toast just from taking the cover off. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was just like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds I'm of ants. I'm surprised didn't short it out. Well, that's why I was so scared. Yeah. I was like, oh. Oh, <laughs> you know, but and it's like the nicest camera we have yeah, on of campus, of oh, course. You of know, course. like the forty five hundred dollar, you know, four K PTZ that you know is so. I can yeah. see the security people going. You're not going to believe what's back in here again. Unless all these hands climbing across yeah. the lens. Like, <laughs> I, I'm sitting there. I'm asking Ryan for advice. They're I'm like, I'm like, dude, what do I, what do I do? He's like, do you have compressed air? So we're just we're blowing through cans of compressed air, just trying and to spray them off. And they'll come right off. back. If, yeah. if they have, if it's a nest, they'll just come right yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they're ruthless. Man, luckily, ruthless. I think the the queen was in the cover. Well played. So, so we actually just like and and right because it's like, it was like the one place I couldn't get to him. Mm-hmm. So I was like okay and you know i brand new spanking cover from ryan and i was like we're in business <laughs> only took six months to get here yeah so. yeah. <laughs> yeah that is that is crazy man yeah Getting parts yeah it's nuts yeah yeah it's it's a huge problem i mean you know you can tell a lot of these companies have also kind of um uh you know built up a stockpile of these parts as well which is also contributing to the problem but i mean Either way, we just need a camera. Yeah, <laughs> so, no yeah, it's wild. Yeah, but to go on to that story, Gage, just to finish this off, Gage uh, left the PTZ on my desk. Yeah, I thought it was clean in my <laughs> on defense. On Tuesday, <laughs> oh my and gosh. I have had ants all over my desk this oh, entire time. That's, are they the, the little tiny black ones? Yep, yep. And they're just everywhere. Worst. So I, I just I had to give you credit yeah, for no, that. Yeah, no, well played. I I thought it was clean, but. Uh, <laughs> Hey. They can hide pretty well, can't they? Right. And a lot of Especially them can in an hide. all black, yeah. you know, yeah. base. Because yeah. even for like like a while after that, I'm just like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> just to see if I can pop any out. But you would not believe, like, uh, you know, there was like power injectors. And I was like, is that a power? I like tap it. And like, it was just like, Whoo. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, no, that was just a hundred ants. Ugh. But, God. uh, well, talking with someone 35 years older than me who's about to retire from the business, he's like, oh, yeah, that's actually super common. Uh, yeah. Ants. Huh? Oh, thank you. Um, that's actually super common uh, mm. because ants love the warmth. So when mm-hmm. winter and, and, hits. And the PTZs are warm. Oh, they yeah. Got the, mm-hmm. Those resistors in them. So yeah. You know, or heaters. Yeah, and they got the heaters. So, uh you know, and it's it's spring going into summer. If I was a homeless ant, I'd be hanging out in a PTZ. Oh, <laughs> how do the hell they get in there? I thought they're sealed. Um, they can't be f- fully sealed because if they're fully sealed, then you get condensation in there. You know, you need to have some sort of vent, and you know those tiny ants will find anything. So not to mention mm. uh, pole mounts. Yeah, around the pole, so they're mm. going up the pole and going into the camera. 
I didn't think. I didn't think about that. I didn't think about that. Because when you hermetically seal something, then you got to deal with the, with the moisture that's in there. Because you can never get it out, right? Yep. Yeah. It just stays in there. It's, it's that's hundred percent humidity. <laughs> so, so as a fire guy, I I hadn't I hadn't really thought about that because I haven't done I haven't done security. So I'm like, I, you know, I I I, I was working on a um, on a uh, freezer one time that had a, a ground fault. Oh, fire alarm okay. System and you had we had a couple. Uh, heat detectors in it and they were not hermetically sealed so with freezers once you hermetically seal something it stays sealed that amount of moisture that's in there will freeze and that's it you're done there's right. no more but if you don't hermetically seal and there's a leak then warm air constantly flows down and creates an ice block and that ice block will build up and eventually ground or short or both your system so that makes sense it's interesting yeah yeah yeah. Huh. Right before I left work today, the very last thing I did was we have a, a supervisory that that popped up from a a uh, there was a there was a psych board in in um, uh, one of the older older buildings and they it's no it's no longer in use so we, they okay. sh- they shut that down but it was it was common for patients good to, cover yeah well, <laughs> <laughs> I, I used to, I used to have to work there a lot because right. because they would you know d- you know the the patients were were patients i mean you you know what they're going to deal with so they had to really change how the toilets all worked and stuff like that well we actually monitor that system because it would flush stuff that shouldn't be flushed oh wow cause, yeah it, would, it was okay. so they, so so OHSU built this whole cistern and a way of handling it so we monitor the state of that and we still monitor the state of that even though we're not using it anymore and huh. so i went to uh troubleshoot that because this this point's given us grief and so i you know, I figured out what the what the next. Sometimes you can't solve the problem immediately, so you are doing it in stages. And and when you when you're when you work for a big institution like Nike or OHSU, you've got all these jobs you have to do, and so you have to triage what what has a higher priority and and how you're going to get to it. And you know, if we're installing new stuff here, then that's what we'll do today. But but if a problem comes up, you know, you've got to stop and and be able to be fluid. That was one of the things that was critical today. I, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out how this thing's wired and where it comes from. And as I as I discovered it, I realized that they pulled whoever put it in pulled the wrong wire hmm. in that conduit that goes out there. You know, you know what I'm sitting here. I, and it just it just got me sitting here. I just just said that's the wrong damn wire. This should be icky pick they put in there. And they didn't. And put it and they didn't put a direct bill wire in there. So I've hmm. got. I'm, I'm we're gonna have to do something with it anyway, so right. I'll probably pull it out. But right. but yeah, that you can't just throw FPLP or FPLR into a piece of conduit and run it out to a sump. You just can't do that. It will turn bad. And I've got I've showed you guys those examples of what we pulled out of a of a piece of conduit because it always gets wet. It always has moisture in it. Right. Always. It's amazing how far that corrosion will uh, you know travel as well. Yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. I remember one of the ones we worked on. We were working together was uh, a, temp- a temperature sensor going to a freezer, mm-hmm. and that thing was corroded like twenty five feet. I think it was more than that. It was like fifty feet. It was all the way, crazy? and I, I'm just... on the light side. It was at minimum twenty five feet, but I <laughs> it mean, feels it was... like more when you're pulling it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like for example, it was an exterior freezer, mm-hmm. and you know, it went like up a wall and then like down you know you're right because i think we measured it 
just the 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 down wall was 30 feet so yeah it was probably 40 to 50 feet and i think yeah five five feet before the the wall pen- uh, penetration is when the black stopped yep yeah yeah and right. there's no water you know yeah <laughs> touching the cable it's just that corrosion traveling that far mm-hmm. probably only took crazy? it like a year to get there yeah it, yeah exactly yeah, that's, that's another thing is the yeah. one that the one it re-replaced uh that that we had to pull about 600 feet was uh it took well i had worked on that system when it was new when i worked for united so i I think I started working for United in 2008, and United didn't install it. It was in, it was already there. They just took the account, and uh, so I I remember working on the system then, and we replaced it when I worked for Performance. So it lasted, you know, all those years before right. it finally went went completely bonkers. And the way it went bonkers is it was carrying S bus data. So on a firearm system, oh. on a silent night firearm system, I can add an S bus external smart NAC. I call them a, right. a 496, I think it is. Um, and then it basically is just a piece of the motherboard, you know, and it talks to it. And that's what failed was you have power and data in there and water. And eventually the water, the, the electrons, because all it's got to do is be wide enough for an electron to fit through. Yeah. <laughs> so it failed somewhere and it can't ground because it's, it's, it's plastic conduit. All right. So you've got water right. in a plastic raceway. But what it can do is it can affect, you know, like like a negative could have electrons flowing to the data plus or data right. minus and then cause an intermittent failure. And since the water is, is obviously conductive, because it was, you know, on the video, those guys that, that did the work show it was just nothing but muck and mud. And, oh, God, it was terrible. Uh, yeah. So we pulled like the tip, probably THWN in there or something and just did it with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, something that could handle it. Oh my gosh! But uh, I gotta went, love it. I, I went. <laughs> yeah. I, I told my students I went to a place in Wilsonville that had just been installed, and and we were looking for uh, an issue. And the I won't even say the brand of the of the fire panel because it'd give away who installed it. But the um, the module was installed in a vault, and and the module had failed be, because of moisture. I mean, the, it was okay. not. It, it was installed in in a in a in a hermetically sealed, not hermetically sealed, but a, a, water, a weatherproof box. But the raceway wasn't. And so the moisture is in the raceway and then it, it works its way into the, that module. So the only way to really do it would be to seal off the raceway, put the uh, put a pack of a desiccant in or something to try to absorb the moisture and then throw <coughs> it. I'm sorry. Do you actually just like keep that on your... On your truck, or I didn't, yeah. Okay. I kept. I, I not. I was a manager weasel at that point, so I couldn't. But I. I had. Right. But that's what we wound up. I think doing was getting. I'm uh, When I was at OHSU, I found the first time I found a uh, a tamper switch, an external tamper switch on, on a WIV, a wall indicator valve, that was hanging upside down, which is common when they put them in. They you can go either way with them, and oftentimes they go upside down with them. They just don't think about the fact that any moisture that gets in there will condense in there and sit. But the problem with desiccant is that once it gets wet, it's wet. Are you also going cross-eyed? Because I don't know fire very well. So yeah, a little so bit. When he gets so when he gets going, I'm just I'm like, Damn, he's, he's going for it. Big, he's really going for it. Should have learned in his class. I'm feeling like I should have. Yeah, big, like, big manly man valve. So when you have a valve on a roof or a wall that you're going to shut off, sometimes the valves are inside on a sprinkler system and sometimes they're outside. 
So it depends on, okay. the, on the way that they set them up. So if you see those, those valves that are hanging on the outside of a wall that say open and shut, those are called wall indicator valves. And if they're standing upright, they're called uh, PIVs or post indicator valves. Okay. And so the valve okay. could be, you know, 10, 10 feet or five feet below the ground or wherever it's at or inside the building, but the control for it is outside. And if you've not had the, the pleasure of working on a wall or a post indicator valve. Not and, once. Oh my God. They, uh, they will either make or break a technician. Honest to God. If you've never done it and you've never had to work on one and you take it apart and put it back together again, you'll be an experienced technician at the end of that. Like, like you would only have to do one. It may take you an hour. It may take you four. It depends on, it depends on, on how bad it is. But wow. it seems like it would be super simple. But it isn't. And um, and I, that's why when I teach, I offer, you know, here, kids, here's my number. Give me, give Uncle Mike a ring because <laughs> you're going to need it about an hour in. And matter of fact, with uh, with Tyler's uh, brother, he and I did one in North Portland one time. And he went, man, I never would have figured this out. This is just, this is insane. I'm like, yeah, they're they're terrible. They're terrible to work on. The, the wall ones? Both. It was a, it was a rough indicator. <laughs> It was a roof indicator valve. It was a, it was a PIV on oh, a roof. Oh, great. Okay. Or maybe, yeah, it was, I think it was on a roof. And then you, um, when you opened it, it actually allowed water to flow up onto the roof. And so after we got it all functioning correctly, and then you have to drain the water back out of the header, otherwise it'll freeze and crack the header. So it's all kind of wacky sprinkler stuff. That, that That's why I, I, I push that knowledge if you're going to deal with it. Because yeah. otherwise, you know, if you do sprinkler type work and then forget stuff, the sprinkler guys will, you know, come after you like, hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're, you're breaking our stuff. I, yeah, um, I think I think the only practical exposure we got to that was, hey, if you break a sprinkler head, oh, that's here's a the shutoff day. valve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. On the job site. Oh, so. I, I've only seen that happen one time. It's a bad day. And it was one of our subcontractors. And I felt so bad for that guy. Yeah. Oh man! You will not fathom the amount of water that will come out of a half-inch orifice sprinkler head, especially if it's got a fire pump behind it. You will not fathom. And while you're watching it, your brain's going, "This is a bad day, and it's not going to end anytime soon." Because it's not just shutting off the valve; it's now draining the system out because all that residual water is still in the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Or or it's in the server room where (laughs) IT department just put in all the servers. Oh no! Did that really happen to you guys? Yeah, yeah. On uh, one of the legacy sites, I was um, on install job for one time. Yep. (laughs) That's terrible. Yeah. That's an expensive day. Yeah, it was like I think two days. Two days after they put in the uh, all the switch gear. Oh, just thinking about that hurts. Oh I my know. God. Yeah, it was a it was yeah. a cable puller, you know, pu- pushing a glow rod through um, a chase and just what popped it. Yep. Oh, that has really? to be the worst yeah. luck in the entire world. I'm just trying to imagine how that. that. <laughs> and then, like, especially because you're not even thinking about it, you don't know where the shutoff valve is. No, yeah. no, so, that's not your gig. And why would you? And definitely no offense to the nurses or doctors 
but they don't even know what that is, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I mean, no one does until, like, you're really either in facilities or you're in, in the Yeah, in the, and, the it smells, and it smells like dead fish. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, my God. So, yeah, it just Bonus. smells terrible. Bonus, it smells out. awful. Yeah. yeah, the walls yeah. were black, I think, for yeah. the next, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. forever. <laughs> I, was, I was working with a guy one time at a, at a legacy facility. And we were working, in order for us to test the sprinkler system there, we had to actually hook up a hose. This is a bad, bad design. We had to actually hook up a hose and run the inspector's test into a hose and then into the toilets to, that could, because that can handle that much water. So me and the plumber would, would go through and, and do this all the time. And there were like 12 waterfall switches and that's how we tested it. It's the, it just was the, the design at the time. So to get to the very end of it, he goes, man, there's a valve right here. And I says, well, I'm not going to open a bell. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, you're a big chicken. You're a big chicken. I says, well, look. Famous you, last words. You, that's what that sounds like. I tell you what I'll do. I'll go outside, dike wagon, see where the water comes out. Right? Because I'm sure that's, yeah. and you open up the valve. Okay. And there was a new guy also who was with us, who was just kind of going with us to see, you know, how all this worked. And he was from like Arkansas or something like that. He had a southern accent. So I'm outside, and I hear this. And I'm looking around, I'm scratching my head, going, what the hell is it? Oh, something water coming out. So I go back in the building, and I go up the old loading dock, first clue, that they had encapsulated with walls, up the top of the loading dock, and, and the guy who was with us is doubled over in laughter. I mean, he's, he's turning red, and he's trying not to laugh. But as I got up, I'm, I'm looking at him, I got this really curious look, I'm like, huh. And I look in this office, and these two women are standing there, and they're completely soaked. Oh, every, no. every, oh. there's water coming out of everything, and they're both going, "Is it toxic? Is it poisonous?" And I, and it smells like dead fish. It's black water it hasn't right. been moved in, in, in oh, years and years and years. Water. And I'm like, and 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 the oh. water's dripping out of the overhead. They had their drawers open, their computers are ruined, and they're standing there like this. And I was like, oh god, oh god, you know. And I'm and I, I'm immediately trying not to laugh because this guy is is he is he is unable to stop laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, oh god, don't don't do this. And they're like they're like shaking off the water like this. And and the plumber comes down. And he goes, he goes, oh no. <laughs> and that was it. It was on. And I ran out. I had to run outside to laugh I, I, just, I couldn't contain it. my stomach just thinking about it makes my stomach hurt and so he's in there so these women are just just I mean and, and they were they were like social workers or something like that all their oh, art no. all, just, their, oh, yeah, oh, all no. their art from the kids the drawings and stuff was everything was everything was ruined and and, 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 and I, I think he said that basically it was about six six thousand dollars or seven thousand dollars worth of damage that he did in less than 30 seconds and i just looked at him i said i'm so glad i didn't open up that valve. i'm so glad i didn't open up that valve I just go shut lucky up lucky it wasn't 2022 and what it was, was seventy thousand dollars oh yeah. what it was was that was a loading dock and it was really common to put the inspector's test on a loading dock and you would you know you'd look and open it up and blow it out on the loading the right. truck there and that's where it shot and so they had never capped it and so it shot on top of a light uh one of those you know light fixtures, a fluorescent light fixture, and then up against oh. the ceiling and then down. And so when he'd opened it, as long as it was open, it was flowing. And oh, it so was it flowing. was raining. And it, that water had not moved out of that branch line in years. And so it was just thick black. Oh my god! Just thinking about it was funny. And uh, yeah, wow. And the and the folks at the folks at the facility, you know, they never let that guy live it down. They never let him live it down. I mean, he just, it was just, it was, just, 
Wow. And I just was like, oh my God. Yeah. See, the worst we can do is like lock someone out of a room or something yeah. like that. Right. I mean, they're still pretty angry when you do that, but I can't imagine. Or mess with them. Yeah. 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 You, you are, none of your crap's going to work today. None, <laughs> nothing you touch that badge on is going to open. Yep. Right. Yeah. I, I've just, I've had some really weird situations on service calls where I'm just like, okay, it's fine. I'll just pull the relay and the mag lock. It'll stop sending power. And then, and then you pull it and they're like, now it won't do anything. And you're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you're like, you can get in the door. <laughs> that happens on How elevator does that recall. Work? I, I, it, it's elevator recalls can oftentimes be wired normally closed. It, yeah. That's the way they actually should be. And so they're fail safe. If you cut the wire, the elevator recalls. Or if you pull the relay, the elevator recalls. Right. And you're like, uh, that's not the way I expected this to go. <laughs> you know? Well, sucks to be huh. you. Well. Oh, you learned the hard way, don't you? Oh, God. Oh, God. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's our roundtable. We just kind of sit around and uh, chew the fat. Yeah. Enjoy each other's companies. Thanks Learn. for joining us. Yeah. Tonight. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Definitely. Learn a little bit of fire, mile a minute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. <laughs> it's I, cool. It's All of our fire guys mode. loved it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all going, I've been there, man. I've been there. That's that's what I'm. That's what we're here for. We're we're representing the rest of. Well, them. Yeah, because yeah. because not everything is all yeah. about. Well, no, it is there's, all about fire. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, all, just, all it is is fire, and then there's everything else. Yeah. No. There's just not. It, it's just like that that interview that you had with uh, Steve. There's mm-hmm. there's like seven categories of of our job, and then there's like three or four niches under yeah. every single one. And, and, and you know, we're all inclusive. We're, we're an all-inclusive group here. And so if, if you, you're welcome to email and go, Mike, if you talk about fire one more time, I'm going to hunt you down like the rabbit animal <laughs> or, you are. Or, or shoot us some names. I mean, <laughs> we, we want to get audio guys in here. We want to get data guys in here. Uh, home automation guys. Home Jesse, automation. Uh, Jesse, I, that's a direct, a, a direct request for Jesse to be here. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that'd, that'd be incredible. Uh, again, uh, you know, uh, the best thing that you can do to help out the podcast is obviously uh, share it with a friend. Um, Hit five stars if you listen to it. Give it give it a high rating. Absolutely. And then, uh, yeah, don't be afraid to message us. No, please. Message us. Halfwattpod. See, now we're both stuttering. Halfwattpod at gmail.com. I know, I started it. I started it. But, uh, well, thanks for listening. All right. Get off the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Halfwatt Podcast. We always want to hear from you, and we encourage you to email us at halfwattpod at gmail.com with questions or even your own stories. Funny, crazy, or praiseworthy, we want to hear it all. You can follow us on Instagram at halfwattpod to stay up to date on our feed. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share us with a friend, the best way to help us grow. The Half Watt Podcast is a production of Now Hear This Studios.